This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. What a weekend we just experienced for heavyweight boxing. I caught up with one of our own heavyweights, Huey Fury, who is the WBO mandatory challenger to Joseph Parker's brand spanking new title. I spoke to him just after that particular fight with Andy Ruiz and just before Anthony Joshua stepped in the ring with Eric Molina on Saturday night. Huey comes across as a top guy. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Welcome to the show, Huey Fury. How are you, sir? I'm good. Listen, listen it's good to have you in, you know what I mean? When we talk Furies, obviously everybody talks Tyson first of all, but there's another heavyweight out there with the same surname. And it's good that you. I've seen you on the TV this week. I've seen you on loads of other radio shows this week. It's been great to get you out there and obviously hear more of the personality, the man behind the fists. Fists of fury. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just clear something up for us? Because there's a few people confused on social media regarding the WBO mandatory situation. It is you, isn't it? You are yeah, the number I'm, one. Uh, number one mandatory now. David A was, but mm. he's fighting uh, Bellew. So that's moves me into number one position for uh, Parker. So I'm mandatory position, and they've got to fight me in like a 100 and something days. I think it's 120 days that the That's WBO have issued, isn't days, it? Yeah. So by April, they've got to make a decision as to when, where, how they're going to get beat off Huey for Huey. Exactly. That's what <laughs> <laughs> you the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but there's other options as well for you in this heavyweight division, because before all that mandatory stuff... Um, I saw interviews um, with Peter and he was talking about Deontay Wilder, the WBC champion. So what's the current situation with that? Yeah, I've got the chance to be within uh, the fight Deontay Wilder as well. So we're just looking at things now, going over things, which fight to take. So obviously I'm mandatory now for the WBO. That's safe as houses. That's there. That's yeah, safe cool. as houses. So, or I can fight Deontay Wilder. So we're just uh, we're looking now at the cards on the table. Okay. And we're... Uh, we're going to sit down and go for it. Well, well but, let's talk WBO then first. Did you yeah. watch the fight? Did you watch Parker Ruiz? Yeah, I watched it. it what did you make of uh, it? It was. It was a very like toughish fight. He made hard work of it, Parker did. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, yeah. Andy Ruiz is... Listen, Andy Ruiz is no mug. He's got fast hands. And I think Andy Ruiz lost it for himself. Mm. He could have won that fight. He just... Uh, to be honest with you, I would have given it... It was a very close fight. It was rather a draw or Ruiz by a round. Mm. But it was close. You can't really argue with the decision. You're not going to get a decision, though, in somebody else's back garden like that. When it's that tight, you're not going to get it, are you? And like you say, in those middle rounds, he let him he let him win, pick those easy rounds up. He didn't really do anything, Parker, did he? He just won it off his jab. Exactly. That's what he'd done. But uh, I was just thinking, if ever these two fought me, this would be an easy <laughs> night to work. <laughs> so that's all sorted. It's gonna, Parker's the WBO boy. Yeah. WBC boy um, Deontay Wilder. Let's talk about that then, because that was obviously being talked about before the WBO situation. Yeah. That's the fight why I want, really, because I believe that I'm number one and I want to beat the best. To be the best, you've got to beat the best. So that's the route why I want to go down, uh, because there's no point going down. If you fight Parker, it's just getting a belt. It's like just picking up Tyson's belts, because they was yeah. all Tyson's belts, he was. Yeah. He's lost them all. Like Joshua, he's picked up Tyson's belt. Now Parker's picked up Tyson's belt. Yeah. So Obviously, you've got I, the WBA guys that yeah. we don't know who that's going to be yet, exactly. but that's going to be one of Tyson's belts but as well. I believe the best heavyweight there, 
out there at the minute is Deontay Wilder. Yeah. And I, I want to take the belt off him. Yeah, yeah. And, when, right. and when I beat the best, then I'm going to come and pick up all these belts. Uh, you've got the Parker, you've got Joshua. I'm going to clean up the division. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. WBC green and gold, man. That's the one, isn't it? That, that's the best belt. So that's the belt I want. And I'm going to take them and then hopefully Tyson's going to come back. And me and them's going to rule the heavyweight division. Never mind them Klitschko's. They did, how long did they do? 11 years? Nah, man. 20 years. <laughs> Furies are doing 20 years. They're going to rule it for 20 years. Listen, it must be quite difficult, growing up in the family that you've grown up in, to avoid boxing. So surely it's always been around you. Yeah, 24-7. I had my first fight at 11-year-old. I, I was in the gym about five, six-year-old. Wow. So I've always been live, breathe and eat boxing. That's what it is, 24-7, boxing. Where, where, what, where did the inspiration come from? Was it like your other cousin Tyson? Was it your dad? Was it your uncle? Where, where, where did it start? It was always in the family. It was like my dad always used to, when I was younger, I seen him training my brothers outside, messing around, doing body sparring and things. And I was always interested. I was always wanting to do it. But I always done boxing on my own back. Uh, like, no one pushed me into it or anything. I went to the gym by myself. Mm. Um, I used to go to, when I was younger, to Leeds, yeah. uh, Sheffield, Doncaster, on a train at 11, 12 year old, by myself. <laughs> traveling Did they know? Did the family know that you're doing yeah, that? They knew oh, that. that. And cool. the, the, uh, the, my dad, he like let me go because he knew that if you want to be the best, you've got to do all these things. Mm. And I w wanted to learn experience. So I went to all these different gyms and I learned a lot. See, people that don't know your life story would have automatically thought that straight away you were working with Peter. Straight away. But that didn't come until you were about 16, was it? No, I never worked with my dad until I was 16 because when I was younger, I was training with my uncle, Yui, and I had about 11 fights in a row and I won them all. I was like knocking everyone over. But then I like got tall and lanky. So I didn't know what to do. And then I ended up like losing like three or four fights in a row. So I went through a bad stage. Was that like the growth spurt? You didn't really understand how to use the distance and exactly, stuff like that. Is yeah. that what it was? And okay. I was in these other gyms and he wasn't really telling me what to do. Hmm. So I ended up anyway. My dad got a grip of me and then uh, he started training me and everything just clicked. You haven't and lost since, have you? Never lost a fight since. <laughs> Does he claim that? Does he go, listen, since you've come with me, boy. <laughs> listen, I know. Me and my dad have some rows, but... That's father and son for you. So we just. Uh, I claim it. To be fair, if I, if I were in Peter's situation, I'd be going, well, because you were me. That's what it is. That's why you're undefeated. And listen, I'll admit that. Because <laughs> without me, dad, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, what, what a fantastic partnership that was. Because amateur wise, again, people, maybe people that don't fully understand what you did as an amateur. I mean, let's just have a look at this. First, super heavy from England to win gold at the, uh, at the youth championships. Yeah, the world championships. There's no. Heavyweight in record, yeah, who's ever won that medal? No one. Anthony Joshua has tried. Even my cousin Tyson has tried. He got he got a bronze. He's probably going to kill me for this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm no, glad you're saying it and not me. <laughs> but no heavyweight has ever done it. Yeah, yeah. But he went history. under the radar. Not everybody shouted about that, did they? No, there was a guy who uh, went went there as light, uh, just uh, under me as heavyweight, yeah. and he won a bronze medal. And he got all over the papers that he won a bronze medal. And I got in the boxing news. Like very underneath in uh, black writing, yeah. Yui Fury won gold. That was it. That, that Does that was frustrate all. you? To be honest with you, it never bothered me because I knew very well after that. I said I'm going to turn pro. Yeah, I'm going to make my mark there. I says because I've always said since a young kid, I'm going to be champion of the world one day, no matter what. But nobody's done that. Nobody's nobody from the from the world youth championships to then heavyweight champion in the pro ranks. That's something to crow about, mate. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I'll. Uh, 
I let my fist do the talking, and it's gonna it's gonna get there. <laughs> After off the back of that, you turn pro. Yeah. yeah so that happened in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. And then 2013, you went straight in to yeah, the pros. I had, I had 12 fights in there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Bloody hell! Yeah, you did. You... I, w- I would have beat Mike Tyson's record, but then I turned ill with like my illnesses and that. Yeah. So because then I had to have a year off. And it, and in that 12 year, was that the year as well where you were on Tyson's undercard at Madison Square Garden? That was my second pro fight. Yeah. Jeez, you man! What a year! What a debut that is, isn't it? Straight yeah, I had, in. I had me. Um... I had my first fight at the Bell Centre in uh, Canada, and that was a big, a big event on um, Stevenson show. Yeah, so that was a really good show. So second, then, t- you must have thought, and you're a teenager, right? We mustn't forget you're how old? Twenty-two. Twenty-two years of age, right? So this is all as a teenager. Second fight, Madison Square Garden. You're thinking this is easy, boys. I'm having a right old time here. Yeah, but you know what? Ever since then, what's happened with me? Because like when I've been younger, my skin kissed skin condition has gone made my body go down down and down i was feeling good then and then just ever since my body's just gone down, talk to me about down, talk down, to me about down, that down. what what is it what's the actual condition it was a acne yeah condition it's okay like some type of rare acne he said in the olden days they used to treat uh they used to put people on hospital beds for it wow because uh it affects your immune system mm-hmm. it poisons you inside it makes you bad the more you train the worse you go. And that's exactly how I was. Especially in my last fight, I was so terrible. I was lucky to even come through, but the heart and termination pulled me through to keep my head straight. So when you're training and you're, and you're obviously sparring with lads and you're doing whatever you're doing, you're strength and conditioning and stuff, after your day of rest, you're supposed to then be pumped up, ready to go again, aren't you? Yeah. So I how used, were you feeling? Were you I just like flat? Backwards. Start of camp, yeah, it was all right. And then I'd just go, I'd probably lose more muscle. I'd probably really, yeah. I'd probably end up at the end of camp, in sparring, able to throw two punches in the in the sparring. That's how it. That's how it ended up. I was so bad, and then I'd, my dad had to rest me up like two, three weeks before the fight to get my strength back. So you'd, you'd stop sparring two, three weeks out. Yeah, it depends. Just to try and build my energy back up to get in the ring. So when were you diagnosed? Uh, when when did you when did the penny drop? There's something not right here. I've had that all my life. I've always said to myself, nothing's not, something's not right here. And we've always, like, we've been, spent a fortune on medical issues and, like, everything, so, and, uh, but we never thought it was the skin. We never looked. Yeah, what, you thought it was, like, cardio or something like that? Yeah, and all the tests what I I had, every every single test was something wrong in them, but they didn't know the problem what was causing it. Wow. But uh, then after my last fight, I went to see a, a skin specialist in Harley Street. And then uh, they put me uh, on the secret medicine and now I feel great. <laughs> Is that a term? I like that, the secret medicine. It's, so it's out. The, the, that must be um, quite difficult because we're, we're, everybody talks about drugs in boxing at this moment in time. I mean, we've got a WBC fight uh, coming up, haven't we, between Stavern and Povetkin, and both of them have failed tests this, this year for uh, PEDs. But yeah. a lot of people talk about drugs in sport. So it must have been, you must have thought to yourself, oh, hang on a minute, is it, for this condition that I've got, is there something in my medicine that is going to prevent me from boxing? Yeah. That must have been a, a worry for you. Yeah, it was definitely a worry. Is, uh, but we checked everything and all in this medicine was clean, so... It was all... Uh, you're, you're good to go, man. Good to go. But they said um, it's going to make training like 50 times as harder and all stuff like that. And it, you'd suffer of depression and stuff. But I just took it and... Uh, so how, do you, how are you feeling now? Since, I since, feel great now. I feel unbelievable. Is that psychologically as well? Because you know that there was something up 
You know what I mean? It, it, you know, and it could be fixed. Yeah, definitely. I was in, I was having fights here, and it wasn't the opponent that I was fighting. I was fighting my body as well. Yeah, I was having two fights in there because I was thinking about that. You got that on your mind. You got your body worn out. You can't even throw two shots. So, it's so you, so you strong minded. You've never actually fought hundred percent. I mean, yeah. oh, a lot of people don't fight hundred percent, but they fight close too. Yeah, they do. But I've never even close <laughs> to fifty percent, man. Exactly. That's it. It's just been a uphill battle for me. And to be honest with you, I've been in times where I felt like quitting. Yeah. But I've had my dad there, and we've we've had murders like in the gym, like uh, why are you go, always going backwards? Why can't you pick your hands up? And all this it's, just went really bad. But I've always stuck in there because I always believed that it was going to come right. Wow, man! What a story that is. What a story that is. And to find ourselves in a situation now where, like we said right at the start of this, you're the WBO mandatory. Um, there's an opportunity maybe for the WBC belt with uh, Deontay Wilder. That is amazing achievement for one, a young guy just starting out in your teens, ill, <laughs> to get yourself into this situation. That's you must be excited now about the next steps because you, you've fixed in a way the illness. You, you've got the medication to help you cope with that. So now to get as close as you can to 100% Huey Fury to step in the ring, that must excite you a little bit. It does. It- don't understand that. I just can't wait now to show the people what I'm about and I am going to get one of these titles if it's the WBO or the WBC and I'm going to rule the heavyweight division but I'll be there for a very long time and I'm going to strip these people what's got these belts what's been given them hmm. and they're not worthy world champions and people will see this you were you were offered were you offered a shot at AJ last year uh, yes I was uh, for the IBF uh, belt yeah but I'm led to believe that it were peanuts that they threw at you. Yeah, they uh, threw peanuts at me. So obviously, how bad was it? Be honest, was it was it just ridiculous? Yeah, it was ridiculous. But I don't get involved in the money. Yeah, to be honest with you, I'd fight Joshua for free. That doesn't bother me at all. But obviously, it don't don't make sense. Does of course, it? it doesn't. So that's all left up to me, Dad. So if they wanted the fight bad enough with me, they would have like come up with some sort of deal hmm. to negotiate. But basically, I think what happened was they set a price and then. They tried. Uh, Dad tried to negotiate another price and never got back. So they they just wanted to say yes. We offered Jimmy ah. Fury to fight, hmm. and that was it. So they don't want to fight me. Full stop behind it. Well, you're not you're not that far in the IBF rankings, are you? I think what are you? Fourteen, thirteen, something like that. You're around it. So a couple more wins, you could actually end up become mandatory for the IBF belt yeah. if you carried on going. But obviously, we're further down the line now. But there's an opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. But- if people are serious about unifying the division. That fight will happen. Maybe not 2017, but definitely at the start of 2018. Listen, I want now is Wilder, Parker, yeah. And once I beat them, I'm coming for AJ, yeah. I want I want that belt off him. And it's like for all these other world champions, you've got uh, Big Daddy Brown. I want to take these belts off and more, and I'll show the people that I can do that. Who how that that's a that's a weird one the WBA situation isn't it because like you just mentioned Lucas Big Daddy Brown um, you've got it was supposed to be Shannon Briggs isn't he fight isn't he fighting uh... well yeah but there's a there's a situation at the moment where he's failed a second test who has uh... Lucas a, oh, a second test yeah he's failed a second test so I think they're waiting for his B sample to come back to obviously try and clear all that up and there's noises. I mean, Shannon's in town for to, for to, for Joshua's fight yeah, tonight, yeah, and there's noises that the it might the WBA might sanction Luis Ortiz with Shannon Briggs for that WBA belt. Now, again, 
those two guys, with all due respect to them, are of a certain age. They're like Luis Ortiz's late 30s. Shannon's well in his 40s now. He looks like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> so, you think, so you so you as a, a 22-year-old, fresh-as-a-daisy-now guy yeah. who's on the up, hungry as it comes, you must be thinking to yourself, I fancy a bit of this, man. Like you just said about ruling the division. It, I it, see the heavyweight division at the minute wide open. Hmm. So everyone say, yeah, I'm young. I've got plenty of time. Why waste the time I've got? I believe I am... Well enough now, best I've ever felt in my life, and I believe I've got the ability to take everyone out in this division right now, and I'll show that. Looking forward to seeing it, you. Looking forward to seeing it. Listen, I can't have you in here. Obviously, we're out talking about Tyson. Everybody talks about Tyson. How is he, man? Because we love him to pieces on it. He's always good value when he comes on for a bit of a chat. How is he? Is he, is he doing good? Do you know what? I spoke to Tyson. I was with him last night at my uh, cousin's amateur show, boxing show. Cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's good and well in himself. He looks a lot better in himself, and his head seems better. So I think you'll see uh, Tyson come back next year. Looking forward to it, man. The Furies. We said 20 years, yeah? The Klitschko's did 11. We're going for 20 years, the 20 Fury years. domination. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hewitt, awesome having you on, mate. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure, sir. Top man. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.